Hello and welcome to Classic 15. I'm Michael Beek. This week's guest is jazz pianist Yaron Herman, the Tel Aviv-born musician who in fact had his heart set on becoming a professional basketball player. When injury put pay to that dream, another was born in the shape of a piano. Today he is an acclaimed jazz pianist and recording artist, and he's also passionate about musical creativity and finding joy and freedom in music making. Yaron, thanks for being here today. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. And we're going to chat creativity in music now. Uh, what is creativity in music? Is it about freedom? Wow, that's already going deep into the, into oh, the yes. big questions. Um, well, it depends how you want to define creativity in the first place, because it's a word that gets uh, thrown into the, you know, the artistic debate and in general in our society in different contexts, uh, you know, kind of all the time. We just use it assuming that we all mean the same thing by it, like the word talent, like the word intelligence, like well, whatever, you know, what does that mean? It, yeah, so my definition of creativity in general is maybe creativity with a capital C. It's not only, you know performing incredibly sophisticated uh, pieces of art uh, or being the first in whatever domain you pursue your activity in. It's rather the capacity to recognize one's own unicity and acting upon it. So it starts with, the, you know, giving oneself permission to go and explore beyond what society usually um, informs you that you are allowed to do. So... In that sense, it is a liberating experience and it has a lot to do with freedom. And often, you know, freedom is something that, uh, especially in, I don't want to generalize too much, but in case of musical practice, is something that you have to work really hard to obtain. Freedom of choice. You need to have choices. You need to have possibilities. You know, if you can only play two melodies, well, you can only play two melodies. But if you can create an infinite amount of possibilities out of some kind of given raw material, then you're freer. So the idea is to become more and more free. So there's obviously technical elements involved, but there's also the mindset and the whole attitude you have towards your own process, your own possibilities, and where you want to take them. And do you think this is especially difficult for classical musicians who are so sort of bound up in, you know, how they're supposed to play something and what they're supposed to play and then, you know, all those things? I guess in comparison to other, for us, like jazz musicians, mm, yes. us, us jazz musicians, <laughs> I guess it's a very different mindset indeed. Well, the idea of the wrong note, you know, and the composers in, you know, what did the composer mean? What, what's the intention? You know, you spend your life dissecting passages and just, you know, making sure that you're not missing any micro detail in the voice leading in the middle and the thumb that goes there. And it, this is actually a voice that comes back in the alto and then comes back. You know, it's it's a science and um, it's beautiful. And there's a lot of freedom in there if you allow yourself the liberty to, to actually interpret the work, you know. But it could also be very contriving, very stiff. If you, you know, try and uh, put it in a box, it usually stays in that box. Yeah. And I speak to a lot of uh, musicians, uh, classical musicians, and uh, quite a few of them have said how envious they are of jazz musicians and their ability just to kind of just let loose and be free in their music making. It's not impossible for a classical musician to, to reach that level of freedom, is it? 
No, uh, of course not. Especially that we don't just let loose and discover that we have magical powers uh, just by, you know, whatever. Um, drink some magic potion and we're a jazz musician. Therefore, oh, look at all we can do, you know. It's, uh, it's much more complex. It's, uh, it's a language that we learn and that we practice every day. There's this famous cliche, improvisation can't be improvised. So we work on improvisation as much as someone works on uh, playing Chopin etudes or, uh, you know, Bach, uh, well-tempered clavier, you know. Um, it's, uh, we, we work on it every day. So it's acquired freedom. And, and then again, you have to understand that improvisation is not just letting loose. It's rather knowing how to use limitations in a very creative way. It's actually the opposite of just letting loose because what is letting loose? It's just, it's chaos. And what is a game with no rules? It's chaos. So for a game to have sense, even when we're children, when we're playing, there's always a rule to the game. And, and I think the most compelling part of also when we're, you know, when we're young, you're playing a game. The best part was making up the rules for the game. Like, okay, so the ball has to touch the wall and then, no, you have to jump first and then first and then you do a, you know, a circle, whatever. So limitations, rules, games are part of the, of the process and creativity stems from the limitations, chosen limitations that you impose on yourself. I see. It's about parameters, isn't it, in, in, in musical terms as well, knowing sort of what, how many bars you've got to play for, maybe what your, the key is or the, and the pitch and all those sorts of things, and knowing what you've got to play with in order to make a, make a start on that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's an example. But you can imagine an infinite amount of games. For example, let's say you, you say, OK, I have only three notes. How many possibilities can I play with three notes? Okay, then I say, okay, if I play a motif, I cannot start the next motif unless I repeat two of the notes of the of the previous motif. Okay, so in what order? Can I play them on a different pitch? Can I play them in a different rhythm? Can I play them play them as a harmony? Um, you know, how do I manipulate the raw material? And that's where improvisation actually begins. When you start using elements that you already have, no one is expecting a person to just come up with material out of nothing. All the great soloists, all the great improvisers had tremendous knowledge of pre-existing traditions, whether it be classical, blues, jazz, uh, whatever. And they draw from that. They kind of like take the DNA of all that and play with it and make up new models. And uh, do you think very much young musicians perhaps too bound up in the method and the routine? Is it, in, is it, is it the teaching that is responsible here for getting young musicians into this way of thinking? Do we think they're missing, a, missing out if they're not taught this? Well, it's hard to generalize in that case because I think, you know, I, I haven't experienced the classical teaching system. And I guess in every country it's different. And even within every conservatory or uh, university, there are teachers who preach more freedom and others who preach more, you know, rigorous like improvisation is not rigorous or whatever, or freedom, but kind of more tradition, traditional value, classical music, the good old uh, tradition. I guess it's definitely, if you're in an environment that doesn't encourage that, your natural tendencies might be crushed a bit. And what you know? would your, your advice be then to, let's say, a young musician in a, in a conservatoire setting now who hasn't had the option or the, 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 the opportunity, I mean, to to embrace that side of music and they feel maybe they're not getting the chance to do so? How do they start to build into their routine any kind of, you know, creativity or, you know, freedom making? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's a, it's a multi-layered response. And the first thing to do would be to understand that it's not going to happen overnight that you need to start like a baby, taking baby steps. So if you have like a, 
at a piece you're working on, just try and change a note here and there, see what happens. Try and use the same language, take a Debussy harmony and just transpose it. And just start playing around with stuff that are, you know, you're familiar with. Also, you have to accept that you're going to probably be pretty terrible at it at, in the beginning and accept it as a part of learning, even though maybe in classical music, your technical level and your career is even going pretty well. And, you know, why risk that and actually discover that we're not good at something is not a pleasant experience for the ego. So you have to kind of ex expect to be pretty terrible for a while, um, knowing that it's, of course, temporary. Another thing would be to develop a healthy curiosity, not be afraid to go and, you know, we live in a time where information is available all the time, everywhere and for free. So there are plenty of people talking about improvisation. You have basically all the techniques of improvisation from the history of uh, documented music available to you at any time of day. So just go and explore. Don't uh, expect someone to deliver you from your own misery. Uh, do it yourself. And would that advice be the same for an established musician who feels like they're maybe too far gone? <laughs> too far down yeah, the track? Yeah, of course. I, I think it's... Uh, if you really want to progress you have to accept feeling uncomfortable. It's maybe more difficult when you're established because then why, why should I bother? You know, it's like I have, you know, I'm, I'm getting paid. I have the, all these concerts. I'm recognized. Why? Should, and I don't have time, whatever. Um, but it's a choice. If you want to, you know, increase the degree of exploration, of depth, of actually opening up a new space in your psyche that the regular means of transportation, aka your repertoire, whatever you're doing on a daily basis, do not have access to that because that's, oh, that opens a whole new dimension that could, you know, nurture, that could irrigate your entire system. If you choose to do that, then it will require being uncomfortable for a while. But it's the most beautiful gift one could uh, offer oneself. Sure. And would you say listening is as important as sort of exploring and finding their way sort of physically in their music making is actually exposing themselves to more music, like more jazz, if they don't listen to it, for example, is would be yeah. useful? Yeah, jazz or any kind of music that rocks your boat. You know, I, I have a lot of friends who um, love jazz, but will never dare because there's this idea, oh, you know, jazz is for jazz musicians and, and you know, my rhythm is not that good or I don't know how to read the chord symbols. I was like, Dude, you're playing the transcendental etudes by list. I think you can handle chord symbols, okay? <laughs> so, like, respectfully, but, you know, you're lazy. Don't be afraid. So, I think uh, just going for it, just opening a book. Uh, I have the same complex when I'm playing classical music. I would be like, okay, let's check out this Prokofiev Sonata. And then, you know, I, I, I hit a wall pretty fast. And I'm like, okay, how, what do I do? So, I try and figure it out. And I call friends uh, who are classical pianists. I'm like, how do you, what's the fingering? Like, what would you do here? And I think I'd be happy to get a call from a classical pianist uh, who says, listen, I'm trying to do this improvisation thing. I really love it. What can I do? You know, I've tried this, I've tried this, I've tried this. Maybe, do you have time? Let's meet for coffee and, and see how that goes. Maybe, maybe I'll say, well, you know, I don't have time to do it. <laughs> but, but I nice might say, yeah, man, that's a great <laughs> idea. Let, let's do it, you know, let, let's meet because we don't meet, you know, we don't, we meet occasionally. But there's no real dialogue between these two worlds, even though we admire each other very much, which yeah. I regret. Mm. And tell me then about your, your journey into music then, because you came to the piano sort of fairly late compared to some musicians, didn't you? Because was it basketball yeah. you were in first, first and foremost yeah. before music? Yeah. So tell, tell me about that. Tell me about how you made that switch? Uh, well, like you said, I wanted to be a professional basketball player. That was my dream since I was uh, 
well, ever since I can remember myself. And I was playing on a pretty high level. The, I was, you know, in the nat national team for like the under 16. And then I got injured when I was like 15 and a half or something. And basically had to change course. You know, I wanted to pick up the piano because there was a piano in the classroom and I saw people playing and I thought, oh, that could be nice playing piano. And I had to find a teacher. So my mom somehow did what moms do. She's like, hey, my son is a teacher, you know. So she managed to find a teacher and it so happens that this teacher uh, was incredible and that he had a very unique methodology for teaching music that had uh, as much to do with uh, disciplines so-called far away from actual music as he did with music. So I ended up like studying with him for three years and yeah, I was hooked. That was the beginning of the end for me. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And uh, tell me, what, what, what was the, the best piece of advice you were given with regards, you know, creativity and music? When you were when you were learning, or maybe since. Ah, well, there's so many, and it's hard to really pinpoint one. Um, I think maybe one of the most important things is uh, perseverance. That perseverance is much more important than talent. Grit is much more important than talent. Talent, you know, people who are very talented, very young, usually hit a wall at some point if they're if they don't know how to challenge themselves, if they don't have like a high work ethic. And if they're not humble and students of the music, they will not last. I also believe that it's much more important to love the process more than you love the actual result. So like the act, the, the craft of music making, the just being in the lab every day, dissecting, practicing, challenging oneself with all the doubts, with all the fear, with all the anxiety, whatever that may come with it and all the joys, just enjoying the whole process, being in, aware that you're, you're doing what you're supposed to do, you know, and that the universe will somehow give it back to you. You're putting in the time and energy. And also that most of your victories are daily and invisible. You can't measure a victory that is, I didn't want to practice today. I know I had to do this thing and I, my brain told me to avoid it and do like another piece that I prefer to work on that thing. But I knew that I had to do it and I did it. So committing to the thing you need to do, not what you want to do, what you know you need to do, where you're weak, where you're not as good, where you need to improve and facing the dragon, you know, rather than hiding it. Yeah, all these small baby step invisible victories will pave the way to the eventually great accomplishment that is to come. I love it. So it's about the little wins and enjoying the journey. Yep. The, the slowest, longest way is the fastest. The slower you work, the more conscious you work, the faster you will go. If you were looking for shortcuts, you might get somewhere where that's the end of the road. Yeah, you'll miss something. Yeah. You're, you'll miss yourself in the process. You might have a result, but you missed the point. Well, that's great advice in and of itself. So thank you, Yaron. I think that's a great place to end uh, uh, the chat. So brilliant to chat with you today. And thank you for your insights. Thank you. Same here. Thank you very much. That's all from this edition of Classic 15. Our podcasts are available on all platforms and on our website, www.classic.com, where you can also find Classic's online concert series and other media on demand. And don't forget to check us out on social media too, at Classic Music. Thank you for listening, and until next time, goodbye. <laughs>